Welcome to the Pharma Podcast, conversations with industry experts and business leaders about important and current topics in Canadian pharma, biotech, and medtech. I'm your host, Sam Tarantino. In this episode of the Pharma Podcast, we will discuss the pharma commercial model and how it has to evolve in a post-COVID-19 world. My guest today is Tiana DeMichel, Director, Business Development at Impress. Welcome to the podcast, Tiana. Thanks, Sam. It's a pleasure to be your guest today. Um, why don't we start uh, for our audience? Tell us, um, tell us about yourself, your role, uh, your role at Impress, and, and what does Impress do? Sure. So Impress is Canada's next generation commercial partner within the healthcare industry. We have divisions with specific expertise across pharma, consumer health, medical, and multi-channel, which includes the deployment of field and virtual sales reps, which of course the majority of our reps are all virtual for the time being uh, right now, as well as non-promotional roles such as medical science liaisons and nurse practitioners. And we couple that with a best-in-class CRM system to support the performance of our people. Uh, specifically in my role with Impress, I have the exciting opportunity to help senior pharma executives remain at the forefront of designing their best commercial strategy and executional plan uh, in which to achieve exceptional company and brand growth. And I'll say, Sam, you know, our discussion today is particularly relevant to the types of conversations I'm currently having right now with a variety of pharma companies, given some of the recent challenges our industry is facing. Now, I imagine the existing pharma commercial models under a lot of stress. I know, speaking for myself, um, I know my doctor's office has some restrictions in 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 um, at their office, and and my son had a recent injury, and uh, we relied on telemedicine. We made an appointment through uh, through an app. Uh, 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 we 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 saw a doctor virtually, and the doctor was able to diagnose the injury, prescribe an antibiotic, and um, and it was it was amazing. Now I imagine. Uh, industry is going to be facing similar uh, a, a similar renaissance, and so so. What do you see? What what are some of the challenges with the existing commercial model now in a in a post COVID nineteen environment? Right. So, in particular, we're seeing a lot of changes and challenges to the traditional face to face healthcare professional and rep sales model. So um, we're seeing obviously a, a loss of reps having physical access to doctors due to clinics being closed altogether during this time. Uh, we're hearing from doctors that they're seeing less patients overall in their office. So therefore they're reducing their hours or they're rotating clinic hours amongst you know a team of family health uh, practitioners, for instance. Uh, as you mentioned with your son, we're also seeing the rise of telemedicine. And so physicians are choosing that more and more to connect with their patients online versus in-person consults in their office. Uh, so that's making it very challenging for the traditional sales rep to show up in a physician's office and have time and access to that, that doctor. Um, on the positive note, we're seeing an increase, though, in HCP comfort level and their acceptance of virtual and digital technology. So in some respects, we're seeing this real change now where they still are open to engage with pharma and with the representatives, but in different and new ways as well. So does this, do you see any any risks to, to the current business model? 
For sure. I, I mean, we're seeing right now that with many of our pharma partners, it's very difficult, first and foremost, to anticipate business risk. Of course, none of us knew that we were going to face a global pandemic this year. And so what comes along with that, of course, is the difficulty in being able to accurately forecast, particularly from a commercial standpoint. And then, of course, for our partners who are publicly traded companies, they're facing increased shareholder pressure as we're sort of navigating through, you know, uncharted uh, territory right now in the COVID-19 pandemic. And Salesforce tend to be one of the largest uh, uh, areas of uh, an operational budget. Uh, what do you see this impact having on, uh, on uh, budgets? Yeah, so 100%. So the sales team tends to be that biggest spend within a pharma company. And of course, depending on the company structure and size. Um, but therefore, you know, the sales force is an area that's receiving a lot of scrutiny right now. Uh, and I'll say, you know, whether it's a new company looking to launch a Canadian affiliate, uh, or even an existing company looking to launch a new product right now into Canada, there's the increased need to really mitigate risk uh, and to be able to, you know, not only deal with the COVID-19 pandemic, but other industry changes that were happening even prior to COVID and will continue in a post-COVID world. So things like, of course, the pending PMPRB guideline updates, which will impact the pricing of drugs in Canada. Uh, we also know that there's evolving health Canada and compliance regulations. So it's really sort of the perfect storm, if you will, right now in Canada, whereby we're seeing these changes, there's increased pressure, budget constraints. And at the end of the day, this translates into pharma companies really feeling that they lack the internal flexibility and the speed in which to adjust to these changing market dynamics. And of course, that translates into, you know, concerns about not being able to potentially execute well, given these challenges, currently and even into the future so what let's let's move um and focus on um considerations for for the future for uh for an, uh, an evolved uh pharma consideration model um you know moving from a traditional healthcare professional uh reach to you know something different what, what is that different so We've been using the traditional healthcare professional reach and frequency model for many decades now. And, you know, maybe I'll just take a minute to explain what the reach and frequency model is just to level set for our sure, audience. Please. So, yeah, please. Yeah. So reach refers to how many physicians a sales rep would be expected to call on. So, for instance, a sales rep might be given a target list of, let's say, 150 uh, physicians that they would be expected to, to reach or call on. Frequency means the number of times that rep would call on each physician. So let's say over the course of the year, the rep is asked to uh, call on that physician once per month. So there's a frequency of 12 visits for each physician over the course of that year. And so for several decades, like I mentioned, this reach and frequency model has worked and it's led to great success for pharma. And it was really, you know, a few of the big pharma companies that initially developed and championed this approach. Uh, and over the years, it's been replicated, I'll say, by most, if not all pharma companies, large and small across our industry. Um, but, you know, due to many of the challenges we just talked about, which will continue into our post-COVID-19 world, we're seeing a need to truly evolve this model in order to optimize our access and engagement with HCPs. Uh, and so we're, we're sort of coining this or calling this an HCP impression model going forward. So, so moving forward, how do you see, Tiana, um, 
you know, both physicians and, and pharmacists, um, you know, wanting to communicate with pharma. Uh, you know, wh how do you, how do, what do you envision the future to be? So we're hearing, Sam, from both physicians and pharmacists that there's really a spectrum of how they want to communicate with pharma going forward. And so this is encouraging. Uh, and I'll say, you know, as an industry, we talk a lot about being patient centric, but really, you know, an evolution of our commercial model needs to start with a more custom customer centric approach with our healthcare professionals. And so moving to this idea of an HCP impression model means that our, our sales force becomes more of uh, a hybrid role where there are both face-to-face -face and virtual methods and channels available to the rep in which to engage with the healthcare professional. And so instead of pharma assigning a reach and frequency plan or almost like a, a one-size-fits-all approach, there's a more customized and personalized approach to the impressions that rep then has with each of the healthcare professionals on their target list. And, you know, I would argue that in this impression model, the sales rep now becomes more important than ever uh, within our industry, because at the end of the day, no one is going to know the customer better than the rep. And the rep can help with, I'll say, the orchestration of HCP engagement between sales and marketing, uh, which is ultimately aligning customer needs to their patient needs and therefore achieving ultimately the business needs as well. You know, how do you then see, uh, you know, the reps uh, meeting uh, the educational needs of, of the healthcare professional? Because, you know, it, it, it's been said many times that, you know, pharmacists and, and, and doctors really rely on the reps to, to educate them on, on, what's, on what's new. Uh, so how do, how do you see this impression model fulfilling that? Yeah, so we're essentially seeing a more fluid approach to how we're meeting the needs of healthcare professionals going forward and really meeting those needs at an individual level. So we often hear about marketing and, and other functions of the business adding more tools and tactics to the rep's toolbox, if you will, which is fantastic because all of those options will help the rep customize the right education, the right message at the right time to really facilitate what that HCP needs in order to best influence their behavior and their actions going forward in terms of, of patient care. The other sort of caution I'll say with this model though is that pharma really needs to be able to allow our sales reps to test and learn in this evolving commercial model. Uh, and if we land on success or potentially we get something wrong in this model, we need to be able to quickly adapt to either replicate a success across an entire sales team to best support their healthcare professionals or to course correct. And I'll say the companies that are able to really um, allow this environment of testing and learning uh, mm. and in order to sort of personalize how we educate and inform healthcare professionals will be those that really have that competitive advantage going forward. So it sounds like you need more of a, a very fluid approach. 100%. And I'll say with that comes the speed and competency um, that pharma companies truly need to have to be able to execute on this model well. And like I said, to end up with, you know, a true competitive advantage in our market. So what are some of the other uh, commercial considerations, uh, I mean, with, with this new model? 
I'll say, you know, this doesn't just impact the sales team and their approach. There's certainly a number of other supporting functions uh, that support the sales team, of course, that uh, will come into to play and, you know, some changes will be needed from, from those perspectives too. So first and foremost, I'll say, looking at the profile of the rep going forward. Uh, mm -hmm. I think in this new model, there'll really be a need from a recruitment, a hiring, an HR perspective to really revisit the types of representatives we're hiring and, and truly what that uh, profile looks like. We need people who are, are great in both a virtual and a face-to-face -face environment um, and that can sort of adapt and flex to the changing needs and dynamics of healthcare professionals. We're also seeing the rise of other profiles and roles within our industry, so increasing importance of medical science liaisons, for instance, and roles like customer service reps that might be uh, a little bit less about delivering a promotional message, but more of value add, uh, providing resources, et cetera, to physicians in a multitude of different channels. We're also seeing you know, the need internally to look at driving out efficiencies by potentially even reducing internal headcount and employment obligations. Um, so that could be, you know, from cost savings in a hybrid or virtual approach with reps, which means less territory travel. It could be potentially outsourcing aspects of the business um, and maybe right sizing based on, you know, the different channels that we're now looking at using to engage with healthcare professionals. Uh, I'll also say, you know, we have to revisit the manager to rep ratio. So for instance, you know, traditionally we look at, you know, one manager to approximately 10 reps right now. That may change as we're moving to a bit more of that hybrid model. It might be one manager to 15 reps now, for instance, because there isn't the need to sort of travel around from territory to territory. Uh, I'll also say, you know, revisiting the bonus and sales incentive plans. So now in this new impression model, you know, the objectives for the reps really need to be linked to new or different measures of success. Again, it's not just based on reach and frequency activity. It's based on other sort of uh, KPIs or key performance indicators. You know, also a revamp of, of some of the other programs and support within the organization, including training, for instance. So uh, with a new hybrid type of role in this impression model, you know, can internal training teams pivot quickly enough to be able to build and facilitate these new training programs to best support uh, these new roles? From a technology standpoint, you know, we've heard different availabilities of inside sales software, um, out-of-the-box CRM systems that truly have been aligned to more of that field-based sales model. But we're not seeing so much out there for a hybrid rep model. So we really need to look for new technology that can be aligned to this customized and integrated HCP impression uh, approach. And then last but not least is of course sales operations. So in this new model, there may be different needs from an analytics perspective. So again, how we're measuring success even how we might be planning out territories and how we're evaluating FTE capacity needs internally as well. So do you see the possibility that, that you know, moving forward, reps can be located anywhere in the world? They don't necessarily have to be Canadian-based reps, especially on the medical side, right? 
Yes, I mean, we're seeing this already with our, our teams in Canada. Uh, certainly, there's different time zone needs across the country. Mm. There's different language needs, whether it's bilingual, trilingual, etc. at this point. And mm-hmm. certainly, you know, companies need to focus on hiring the right people and the right profiles for this type of role and uh, model moving forward. And so whether that's, you know, in a different place of Canada versus where the healthcare professionals are physically located, you know, it's it's really breaking down a lot of the, the territory boundaries that we used to play within uh, more specifically in, in the past for sure. So it's opening up the pool of talent and the best people for these types of roles moving forward. So what, so what do you suggest are the, the, the top three main takeaways that, that pharma uh, should keep in mind over the coming months in a, in a post-COVID-19 environment? Yeah, so I mean, uh, to summarize even where we started, I'll say, you know, my first takeaway here is really the need for an increasingly agile and flexible commercial strategy and team. You know, uh, the companies that are going to win in, you know, our changing environment are those that can adapt quickly um, while still being able to drive the top line and bottom line sales for the business. Secondly, I'll say, you know, companies really need to have this openness to an evolved approach for HCP engagement based on this hybrid field virtual impression model. Uh, And along with that come new ways of tracking and measuring success within this model. So, you know, I'll say from from my business's perspective, we're having a lot of these discussions right now with our pharma partners around what this model looks like and how we can sort of move the needle in partnership with with different pharma companies um, to sort of set up for success within this new way of working. And then, you know, lastly, I think the question truly facing pharma right now is is whether it is the right move for a company to invest internally in the competencies that are going to be needed to evolve in our changing industry going forward. Uh, And realizing that, you know, even what we know today uh, and what we're adjusting to today may change again in another year or two down the road, depending on, you know, what other challenges come our way. And so there's really... or there really may be merit to considering different approaches or other means to commercial success, whether that be through strategic partnerships or outsourcing to organizations with specific areas of expertise and insights. Uh, Tiana, thanks so much for, uh, for your insight. You know, there's a, there's the rush song that goes, uh, changes aren't permanent, but, but change is. And uh, the, the, the question I have is whether, uh, you know, a post COVID 19 world is it, are the, are we just making small changes or is this going to be permanent change? That's really going to revolutionize uh, our industry. Uh, a lot to consider. Thank you so much. It's, it's great insight. So how can, how can the audience connect with you, Tiana? Yeah, thanks again, Sam, for this opportunity. Uh, so I can be reached by email at tianadmichelle at impresspharma.ca or via LinkedIn. And you can also learn more about my organization at impress.com. Thank you so much. Contact details for Tiana are also available on our website at thepharmapodcast.ca. Thank you. Uh, thank you for listening to the, the Pharma Podcast. The Pharma Podcast is also available to listen to for free on our website at thepharmapodcast.ca or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Thank you to our sound engineer, Errol Francis, and the town of Oakville. Please subscribe and follow me on LinkedIn to stay up to date on future podcasts. If you would like to be a guest on this podcast, or if there's a topic uh, we should cover in future episodes, please connect with me via LinkedIn. 